0: and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today.
1: So this podcast is brought to you by Zana and Zana makes electric toothbrushes, but it's more than that. They have a program that'll grow your practice with their electric toothbrushes.
0: Hey, so this is Sean and Allison with the Authentic Dentist podcast. And we are excited today to talk about recreating your team uh, post-quarantine during this pandemic. Because let's face it, there has just been so many shifts. Um, We've talked about it. There's just changes and it seems like they just continue. But a lot of practices are back to work and they're open. And I think what they might be experiencing, which is probably similar to you, is that um, their team may not be the same. Some of the people that were there aren't there anymore. Um, Some people don't want to be in dentistry anymore. Um, There's just been, yeah, there's just been a lot of changes.
1: My practice is really struggling with this. We had a team member leave recently, and that's just always a hard thing. No matter why, if you made the decision or if they made the decision, It's just always hard to have a team member leave and figure out what is this new culture, what does this new team need to look like? And I am discovering that my team needs to look different than it did last year at this time. There's um, a lot more, I won't say touch because we can't touch people, but a lot more TLC that needs to be given. And so I need to, to change the culture of my office again.
0: I mean, that's really interesting to think about it's like the new normal um is is different it's different because of what patients are going through it's different because of the again how when they show up like you're saying are what what fears do they have now that they didn't have 12 months ago they were coming in for a cleaning they weren't thinking about it now there's all these screens up now there's you know depending on where you live uh people have to wear masks everywhere they're going and maybe they don't know a lot about how the pandemic spreads, and they're scared that maybe your practice, like do you know, like it's just a whole different. Yeah, I mean, I was joking about it the other day because one of my kids in my car, they hung up a mask um, where you normally hang up, um, like dry cleaning, right there in the back, like almost as if like the sun's gonna disinfect the mask. It's a level three, so it, it's it's not supposed to be used again. But I was like, it's funny that a lot of people used to hang stuff by their mirrors um, in their car, which is never a good idea anyway, but like necklaces or something that means something to them, you know, like the dice or whatever. And now I just think it'd be funny. It's like, what kind of mask are you sporting? You know, is it, is it level three? Is it a KN 95? Is it a designer one with like, like the fact that that's now culturally just normal. Everyone wears masks. I mean, it just shows how different things are. Again, you go back uh, 12 months ago, if I saw a mask hanging from someone's car mirror, I'd be like, what is going on? Like, did they just come back from like the hospital? It's just, but things are different.
1: And and I think we need to be, be kind to ourselves and, and recognize the amount of change that we've been through. I mean, it's been a huge amount of change in the last 12 months, mostly in the last four months. And some team members are not comfortable anymore. Some team members didn't come back. And maybe some team members just aren't the right fit for your office anymore and you have to make a decision. And all of those are, are just changing. And for me anyway, I'm, I'm getting tired of change. You know, I really would like some consistency somewhere and that's just not happening.
0: Um, I mean, especially with dentistry, you know, a lot of the other industries, there's been massive layoffs. So there's a lot of candidates that are just looking for work. But ironically, that's not the case in dentistry. I, I mean, why why do you think that is? Is it because uh, a lot of employees, because of the close nature of working with close to patients and aerosols, really are scared for their, their own safety, and that's why they don't want to be in dentistry anymore?
1: Well, I think there's a multitude of, of things that have happened here. Last year... Um on the Council for Dental Practice and we were talking about workforce and we don't have as many people coming into the dental workforce that are in the assistant and um, dental office manager hygienist roles. We just There just aren't as many people. So su-
0: supply-wise, it's down.
1: It's down. And this year it's going to be difficult for someone to graduate from a hygiene program or an assistant program just because it's such a hands-on thing that you do. So there's, there's that piece that you have a change in the market, and then there's just the, the fear. You do have some assistants and some hygienists that are afraid to come in with that close contact with patients. It's always been dangerous. I don't, want, I don't ever want to say it wasn't, mm-hmm. but it does feel more dangerous right now. And so I do get if you had some immune issues that you would be scared to come back and, and practice. So we've lost some more people that way. Will the market work out? It always does. It will. But not today.
0: Well, and I guess just the way that that, you know, leaves dentistry is that it's just, it's interesting because you don't know, um, like I said, whatever type of changes happen in your practice, if you've, you know, all of a sudden don't have that assistant hygienist anymore, or someone in the front office doesn't want to come back. Some roles might be easier to fill, Um, and other roles, you might be in a waiting list and not be able to find someone for that. And then it's like the decision is, okay, well, what positions do I need to fill them? Or can we just pivot and change how we, we serve? Um, like for example, you were thinking, wow, because of the way patients are needing now, you need to change the culture a little bit more so that maybe you get someone that can really express that care, can really communicate to a patient that might be a little more timid, or might, might need more reassuring. And that's changed the way that you're thinking even about hiring. So instead of just replacing a position that maybe is vacant, it's maybe creating a new position.
1: And, and I really think that it's important that we as dentists step back and quit trying to push that square peg through that round hole. Because we do, and we're so detail-oriented. We really want to. But if you step back and say, oh, okay, the the whole is different. The The culture is different. What do I actually need right now? Instead of, well, I hired this person. I need somebody who's a dental assistant just like the one I had before. Maybe you don't. Maybe, maybe you're going to work with less patients. Maybe you don't want to replace them at all. You want to use some artificial intelligence. There's a lot out there that can answer the phones for you and schedule patients and I mean, there's things out there that you can use that don't have to be another person. And is it, if you're slow, maybe there's an opportunity to train somebody who hasn't been in dentistry before. Because like you said, there's a lot of people in the hospitality industry that are not working that would be amazing in our practices if we had the opportunity to spend time training them, which maybe we do. I, I don't know. I'm trying to really think out of the box. What does my practice need to look like? Now,
0: I mean that's just a great connection you just made, though the hospitality industry who's traveling? Where can you travel? I just tried to book a flight to Toronto. Why did I think I could do that? The borders are closed, and if for some reason, I was family or you know some condition that was allowed, I would have to quarantine myself two weeks when I arrived there and two weeks coming back. I wanted to go on a weekend trip, not <laughs> a month long. You know, so like travel is not. I don't know when that's going to normalize. We, we we just don't know. So you're right. Hospitality industry, mainline hotels, the way they train their employees, service. Oh my gosh, not not just to, not just to take care of guests, but to anticipate needs. Like I'm talking about, like body language. They they're able to read. Every sort of satisfaction score that could be out there, like if someone looks like, oh my god, like where's my car key? You know, like they're they're, I mean, especially like the Ritz Carlton, they're just the best. So you have some highly trained individuals out there, and you're right, they might be looking for a job, and they may not be thinking, like they're probably not
1: thinking about dentistry.
0: Where do my skills translate? And and if, if you're just as if dentists, the way that you're saying, are looking for that same exact peg to fit it in you're going to miss that opportunity, but there could be a a large opportunity there.
1: The other ones I keep thinking about are educators. I think that some educators aren't going to go back now and they're not going back because perhaps that situation is not safe. Well, even in our hazardous setting, we're so safe. I mean, the protocols that we have are so safe to put somebody in who is an educator again, to teach people would be an opportunity. So it's time to really just start thinking out of the box. And there's a will, there's a way. What does this practice need to look like? What are you missing? What do patients need from you? And who can you hire? And and that's really what I'm trying to figure out right now. As I've lost this team member, and it was a pretty important one. And And there's also this emotional piece when you lose a team member, because you love them. Even if they weren't doing the job you needed them to, or it wasn't the right fit anymore, you still love them. You want them to have the best, but the relationship is almost broken. So you can't express it anymore.
0: Well, especially if it was one of the the core roles, you know, someone that's been with you over two years, even, I think, I mean, you can get close to someone much sooner than that, but you know, we had an employee that was with us six years and it was like practically family. Just looking back on the photos of all the birthdays that we celebrated Together as a family, all the different milestones and what we went through um, at work, and just that individual was part of all of it. And now, all of a sudden, it's like they're not—they're not with you writing the story anymore. They're not with you in the journey. It's very difficult. Um,
1: And it's almost like you're supposed to be angry, but you can't be. I mean, it's—it was time. There's always a beginning and an ending of a relationship, and it was time. But that doesn't mean that I don't wish them well. And that's that's a hard piece to come to grips with. I'm not going to see them every day. We're not going to celebrate holidays together anymore. They're not part of my team anymore. But that doesn't mean I don't want the best for them. And it doesn't mean that I want to hire somebody just like them because the practice is evolving. I mean, we're we're different, and that's okay. It's okay that things are changing.
0: I just think you put it so well. It's like... That's the tendency again. Someone moved on. Well, we probably need to find someone like that. Or this was the role they filled. So we probably need to fill that exact role. Instead of saying, Okay, well, um, that that specific individual or that specific role, where were we wanting that to even be expanded? You know, if we were thinking the next two, three years, we were really gonna invest in that individual to grow in these skills, well let's hire for those skills now and maybe reimagine um, a role that fits where we're at now. And I I think that's great. Like, so right now our business, um, we're, we're hiring and two really great candidates came by. And I think when I was trying to think of like evaluating which one, um, you know, we're actually going to do like a working interview too. Cause I was like, you know what, when you hire someone, it is a massive investment, not financially it's a massive like it's not because of what you're paying them when you're training them it's just because of that training you're training them for months and then all of a sudden if after that six months of training they're like you know what this isn't a fit and i don't like it oh my gosh like the opportunity cost of what you lost to have someone that is ready to just crush it with your company you're already you're more than six months gone um so yeah it's a big It's a big deal to hire wrong. So that's what we're thinking with these employees. We're like, hmm, which one can we see really contributing and growing with us to where we're going to be in 5, 10 years?
1: It's hard to think that far out because your immediate need is right now. I'm short a dental assistant. I've got to have somebody sitting across from me suctioning. I really need this person now. And that's true. Yeah. But at the same time, that role is a huge role and interacting with patients and reflecting your brand and being the culture that you want. So you can't just hire anyone to sit in that chair.
0: So how common is that in dentistry for you guys to conduct almost like working type interviews where there's like an evaluation basis? I always do. Okay.
1: I never hire someone without um, a working interview Mm -hmm. because I made that mistake. I've made them all. It's been trial by fire last 20 years.
0: But that's the thing, like the faster you can get through those, the, the further you'll get. I think so many people are still afraid to just make the mistakes so they don't actually step out.
1: You just You just make a mistake and you're going to make more. It's just the way it is. And I make mistakes now that I never dreamed existed 20 years ago. It's always entertaining. I'll hire somebody who has computer skills. And 18 years ago, when you said computer skills, that meant you could work in EagleSoft. On my software. Well, today, that means I need you to be able to work on Facebook. I need you to be able to write. I need you to do all these other things because we have that marketing piece. Computer skills is is not <laughs> the word that you use.
0: I had someone close to me the other day get frustrated because their work email wasn't working. And they're like, okay, I guess I have a Gmail account. How do I access that? Because it's not on my computer. And I was like, <sighs> I didn't even know what to say. I was like... You go to Gmail dot com, but not to not to show like a lack of understanding. It's just that it shows like things are moving fast, incredibly fast when it comes to like the, the, the digital world, especially with social media. I don't know what's going on on TikTok. I don't know what's happening with some of these new platforms. It's not my generation. We're not on there, but
1: but if you're going to serve a generation that looks at like TikTok then you probably need to have some information there.
0: Totally, totally. Um, so yeah, I think, I think when it comes to hiring, one of the things um, just that we want to again reemphasize is you don't need to think about filling that exact role. Just take a step back and reimagine what is it that is needed in your practice right now based off of the way that, what what's going on with your patients? What's going on with your team? The new dynamics, and don't don't rush to something. There's no bigger like, catastrophe than rushing into a hire. You know, I think they always say, hire slow,
1: fire hire fast, fast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's true. It's true because it's someone that is going to grow with your company. It's someone that's going to be part of that family, and it's a big deal because they really represent your brand to the patient. So if all of a sudden it's someone that's frontline, especially if they're frontline and you have a potential patient calling, and right off the bat, on the phone, the person's quick, you know, and and frustrated, and well, I'm in the middle of things, you know. Like, you do not want that person representing that to a potential patient.
1: It's funny that you say that, because I always come back to the right people on the bus, in the right positions. And we are very meticulous people, and so I like to hire people that are very meticulous and detail-oriented, But that may not be the most flexible person. And today's dental office has to be very flexible because every time I turn around, I've got to implement something different, change this. So finding someone that's flexible too is important. you got to really think about, I know this person needs to be detailed, but what are the other qualities? And are there people in my office right now that could take a different role? Because that's always a possibility. My hygienist isn't very busy right now. It's been weird. So we were slammed in June. Double hygiene, crazy. And then last week, everybody said, nope, we're not coming in. We're scared. Okay. So my hygienist is incredibly detailed, but she's been flexible. And so I've put her on some marketing, and she's done wonderful. So can you pay people that are already in your office to do things if they're not working? You've got to just think out of the box. It's it's hard, but step back and look at all the opportunities here because there are.
0: So that's another just last nugget is like when you're doing interviews, if it's for a specific position that you know what they're going to, is going to be required of them, don't be afraid to list other skills and ask them what other skills do you have or other things you're passionate about? So for example, we're hiring right now for something that's like order entry, customer service, and some partial warehouse. But we said, let us know what is it you're passionate about? What is it you care about? Because we want to know what, like, if they're adaptable, what other things that they could be used for? Because that, it was amazing that you just said that and super insightful, Allison. Adaptability has become one of the skills that is now incredibly important and got revealed through this pandemic. Those practices, on a whole, they're adaptable, they're going to make it. Individuals and leaders that are adaptable, they're going to make it. But those that want, are more resistant and reluctant to change and want to go back to the way things were, they're going to find it more difficult.
1: We're not going back. We're just going forward. So, so our closing is really look at the team you have right now. Can you put people in different positions in order to fill what you need? Look outside the industry for people. And when you're hiring, look for people that are adaptable. That's my little insight here.
0: Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic.